0: We think when we love someone, it means we have to put up with their bad behavior, that we have to take their bad treatment of us. We have to stick it out unconditionally because that's what you do when you love someone. But what if that was all backwards? What if love was someone respecting, honoring, and even setting boundaries with you and you saying, I recognize your truth and I love you, so I need to do this for myself. And they understand And you love them so you can let them go with grace and with kindness. Because a lot of times love comes back to us doing the right thing for ourselves. And someone having so much compassion and respect for us that they want us to be happy, even if it means that they're no longer in our lives anymore. Thank you for tuning into my podcast Waking Up with Lauren Coletti. This is a show where we dive into relatable topics for relationships, attachment styles, metaphysical teachings, trauma and more. Thank you for joining in on these authentic conversations with medical professionals, experts and so many influential guests who come to share their experience and add value to the lives of myself and my beloved listeners. Thank you so much again for joining me in Waking Up Together. Hello, my lovely friends. Welcome to Waking Up. I'm your host, Lauren Coletti. Thank you for waking up with me today, for joining me on this day. (laughs) I am traveling, and unfortunately forgot to bring a pack of pens because journaling is something that is like a ritual I do every day and I haven't been able to journal since I've come to Europe because I brought one pen and it ran out of ink like the day I whipped out my journal the first day I got to Rome so that was so devastating and disappointing (laughs) because I have not been able to Journal, And I'm not really one for like typing on the computer or my phone. I find it so much more therapeutic and cathartic when I put pen to paper. I'm just old fashioned that way. So I wanted to record a podcast to unpack my thoughts instead and kind of find an alternative way to work through and move through what I'm feeling and my emotions and just kind of update y'all on where I'm at and what's been going on the last 10 days almost two weeks now since I've left America so this trip I'm only you know not even two weeks in and it's been immensely challenging not the whole trip there's been some very magical joyful moments but there's also been some very heart-wrenching and devastating disappointing moments that were really difficult to sift through particularly you know so isolated and alone separated from the USA and everyone i know and just having to take it on solo it just felt really overwhelming and bouncing around every week has been kind of exhausting you know i feel like once i get settled in a place it's time to up and leave so perhaps moving forward if i were to ever do this again which i definitely plan on doing it i think i would stay longer term in one spot I kind of wanted to see all the areas and crunch you know six countries into 10 weeks but it's a little hard to do that so i have shortened my trip a tiny bit due to financial reasons you know i had booked initially a 12 week week long trip and i was going to explore italy greece spain france portugal and switzerland and you know I really love all the Mediterranean countries in Europe and then I narrowed it down to 10 weeks when I got here because Athens was very hard for me emotionally triggering and I had a moment where I'm like fuck this I want to go home so I had canceled two flights and two Airbnbs and now my trip is eight weeks long rather than the initial 12 where we started but it's okay I feel like that's more than enough time and the universe has been throwing so many things at me uh, already just within two weeks so it's definitely been a lot and i'm both nervous and eager to kind of see what unfolds over the next couple of weeks so when i landed in rome it was full of magic and just love and beauty and Meeting people, friendship, connection was kind of the theme. And towards the end of my stay in Rome, I had my eyes open as to kind of a big lesson that I felt gravitated to go on this trip to learn. And that is letting go of what or who. We are holding on to, and I've talked about this in several episodes, but if this is your first episode joining me, welcome, and I will recap. So I had met someone, and we'll call him Zan, (laughs) that's the nickname for him I use, and in June, I was in a very unhappy, unhealthy, abusive relationship, and I knew I had to get out of that relationship, so I went on vacation to Italy, and I had met someone, And he served such a huge purpose in my life. I can recognize that and appreciate and value that. But his time has kind of run out. And I think it's important to know when we're pushing something past its expiration date, when it's long overdue, it served its purpose, but we're still trying to milk it and cling to it. And the universe is is yelling at us very lovingly. It's okay to let go, baby girl. You have to and and i've been feeling this immense push to let go of this person and it's been it's been an internal struggle so i had met him zan in june and when i got home i immediately had broken up with my boyfriend and it was just the right thing to do i I felt so proud of myself although the The situation in which it unfolded wasn't, you know, of the highest integrity or dignity. It was so necessary and I don't regret a minute of it. I would never take any of it back because it allowed me to set myself free from that cage that was the relationship. And the relationship did have beautiful times, but it had more horrendous times than not the way that I had allowed someone to talk down to me and treat me very horribly is kind of um shocking when we reflect back we're like what was i thinking why did i do that why did i not leave sooner but i don't believe in regret i think that everything unfolds on the timeline in which we are ready and as it should so i had left that relationship and had stayed in contact with this person zan for seven months and i just fell for him so so deeply and Over the course of the seven months, it had been brought to my attention, this person was emotionally unavailable, inconsistent, um, just a lot of red flags, a lot of red flags. And we had a breaking point where I was gonna come visit him in September because I just so badly wanted to see him and be with him because, oh, the, the few days we spent together in Italy were just so incredible. (laughs) <laughs> it was like Lizzie McGuire essentially by the Trevi Fountain and it was just so nostalgic and incredible in my mind cuz I had never experienced something like that before and I really thought you know I'm I'm so deeply in love with this person and we had a bit of a falling out and we came back together And I knew in my gut it was not in my best interest because he had shown me he wasn't able to show up for me in the way that I was extending myself to him. I was giving a lot and receiving very little in return. And sometimes we do that where we just, we give our whole hearts and someone's not able to receive it or reciprocate it. And I think that we're all worth more than settling for someone that is half in we are worth someone that's all in, that's equal. And I had stayed in the situationship because I felt I didn't want to let go of him yet. I didn't feel ready. And so this brings us to December where I said, I'm going to Europe, not to see him, uh, more so to explore Spain because my heart was being called to Spain. And I said, I'm, I'm here anyway. The flights are so cheap to so bounce from country to country in Europe. Let me go visit him. And so I landed in Rome. And, oh, I fell in love with Rome. You, you all, I, I freaking adore Rome. I just think, I don't know. I, I love it. Everything about it is just so cool to me. Um, and I started my trip out with him. And, you know, the first few days were so fun. We spent time together. He cooked for me. But towards the end, I think a lot of times people, it's like a cat and mouse game for people that are immature or perhaps emotionally stunted. It's like the chaser and the runner. And sometimes when they get you, quote unquote, they don't put any more effort in. I think a lot of us will be able to relate to that. When we first start dating someone, obviously not the right person. You know, they're on their best behavior and they go out of their way for us. They make us feel special. The sex is great. They're buying us everything we want. And then when they feel like they've won us, they just stop trying. And that happened. And I was completely torn because you know, he left me alone on New Year's Eve, I had flown 10,000 miles to see him, not that he owed me anything, but it just felt very lonely, and I felt so invisible and small, and just verbally abusive comments he made about my appearance and towards me just were not very loving or kind, and I have this pattern of when someone's mean to me, I feel I need to try 10 times harder to earn their affection, and Their approval, and I just felt like I had to work for his love. And I thought I wanted his love so bad, but it became quite apparent to me that I was never gonna get it from this person, and revealed to me this person is not the one. (laughs) Um, And it's funny because I think if we have a wound internally, for me, it's a lot in my heart chakra, um, feels very tense and tight and blocked and heavy but if we have an inner shadow of i'm not good enough i am not chosen i'm not wanted i'm not lovable whatever your limiting inner beliefs are that your inner critic lies to you about it doesn't matter where we go it will follow us because i've met the same man thousands of times just a different face I've met men through dating apps. I've met men through friends. I've met men through work. I've met on blind dates. I crossed the country and left the continent and I find, found the same person in all of them. It's the same patterns and dynamic repeating itself. It's I have to work to be good enough for you so that you love me. It doesn't matter where we go. Since it's so energetic, it will follow us. It doesn't matter where, how, why, when. It's consistent because it is the universe trying to, to get us to learn the lesson. And until we quote unquote learn the lesson, whatever that might mean or look like for you, it will keep reappearing. And so I left Rome with so much Sadness, because I knew that this is probably the last time I would see this person or spend time with this person in this way. And, you know, it felt so good to just be lying next to someone and being held by someone and kissed and cooked for. And it did have its moments of where it felt so nice. But you and I are both... Worth more than someone that's nice to us sometimes. And as abuse survivors or someone that, you know, is a trauma victim, whatever terminology you personally feel aligns with you, we cling to those moments where the person is nice to us, even though it's few and far between. They could be mean to us 80% of the time, but the 20% they're really good. And we hold on and hold out hope for those moments of when they'll treat me good again for a split second. And I really wanted to do this with my journal, but if we list out the characteristics and the traits and the way we want to feel in a relationship, and then on paper we write out the person that's right in front of us, if it's not like 90% you know, I think there's like 5-10% for growth, things to always continually develop and work on. But if it's not <laughs> lining up, boo, it's not for you. And doesn't mean that someone has to be perfect, but we shouldn't have to feel like we need to change or we can change someone to be with them, for them to accept us. We shouldn't feel like, I need to fix myself so this person approves of me. We shouldn't feel like, oh, they have so much potential. I can bring out the good in them. Because I I asked myself, and I think I spoke of this in the last episode, that if this person didn't mirror my wounds back to me, would I still be attracted to him in the same way if he was available and loving and generous and kind? Because of the inner child within me that needs healing, I would probably be turned off, quite honestly. So... I left Rome and I went to Athens, Greece, feeling like I need to say goodbye to this for once and for all. And perhaps that's the reason why I was led to start my trip in Rome, because it's been this inner nudge, this inner knowing that's been saying, Lauren, it's going to suck because this is activating a very deeply ingrained wound in you, but you need to do this. This is the right next step. I know that that's the next aligned action I need to take. Um, I don't feel ready, but perhaps we're never ready. But a lot of this trip has been the universe asking me to up-level and to not turn away, but lean into discomfort and those painful emotions that we feel are so, um, like, (laughs) all-encompassing. Lean into that, because that's where the transformation lies. And so I haven't determined how or when I will do this, set this energetic, perhaps verbal boundary with this person. I don't necessarily feel I owe them an explanation. I don't feel like they would honor my truth. So I don't know if I feel the need to set said verbal boundary with them. I feel the best way would be to block them. But it feels like a a big leap for me right now. So instead of figuring all that out and worrying and analyzing and giving myself anxiety about the details, I just gave myself a deadline. I said, okay, my love, you have one week to make a decision, but after seven days, you, you need to act on this. Because if you don't, if you keep pushing off what you know you need to do to expand, then you will block yourself from receiving your manifestations. And I feel like on the other side of this, of me putting my needs first and choosing myself instead of some boy is something really fucking beautiful. And I always say the life that we want for ourselves is on the opposite side of that hard decision. We have to take the action steps of the person that we are wishing to become. What would my higher self do in this instance? What would my self that is in its most true, worthy, authentic, deserving state, what would she do? And honestly, she would block this motherfucker. <laughs> with love, of course. Um she would block him. Because she'd be like, "Fuck this. I you know, I've spent 7 months giving my all. Pouring my heart out to this person that can't even answer my text. Can't even check in with me. It makes me feel so insignificant. And that's been also another theme in my life, feeling unimportant. And the way that we allow ourselves to be treated, that's how we feel about ourselves. So by keeping this person in my life, I would be doing myself a very large disservice because I would not be able to move forward or move on if I don't cut the cord. So when I got to Athens, I was feeling so lost and sad, very depressed, confused. I didn't speak an ounce of Greek. I didn't know anyone in Athens the way that I had met friends in Rome. And I didn't really had some struggles in Athens where I had wanted my hair to be long again because I had took my extensions out and Zan made a comment like, you look so much better with long hair. Why'd you cut your hair? And so I said, I wanna get long hair. So I had hired someone to give me box braids because I think braids are so gorgeous on these goddesses I see online and in person. I just really admire these stunning women and their beautiful hair. So I had paid a hundred plus dollars, eight hours of someone doing my hair I had made an episode on this the night this happened, but it got deleted. Um, It didn't save, so that was fun. And it just felt like one thing after the next was going wrong in Athens. So after eight hours, I saw my hair. I had missed my, uh, I made plans to go out and meet some local Athens girls. And I was really excited to that, to meet new people, explore the area, make friends. And the appointment went way over, like four hours over. And I look in the mirror and, my heart just ripped open. Because I looked at myself and I felt so ugly. Like, I don't know a cool way to say that, but I just felt hideous and embarrassed and ashamed. And I already have a pressing wound of tying my value to my appearance. I had a bad eating disorder, I would still say I struggle with an eating disorder, more so disordered eating than a clinical eating disorder, but body dysmorphia, where I always felt like my worth increases the more societally beautiful I got, the skinnier I got, the longer my hair was, the fill in the blank. And I had a lot of humiliation around my appearance because I was bullied for my looks my whole life until my 20s and then it was interesting it shifted and it seemed like all anyone ever noticed about me was my looks and um, if you know me i really don't like (laughs) attention but this hair these braids they were yellow she gave me gold hair and i felt like it would have looked awesome if it was the color of my you know root which is dark brown but i felt like i'd draw so much attention to myself which i felt just so ashamed of and i panicked i freaked out i had a nervous mental breakdown because it was triggering in me the feeling of feeling inadequate and inferior because of what i looked like so the whole next day my last day in athens was about my hair i went out in public and i realized how much i still care about what other people think of me i thought that i didn't really care what other people think of me but after you know walking around with This uh, disaster on my head, um, I recognized, okay, so I still, I still care what other people think of me, which was interesting because I thought I had moved past that. So this trip has been a lot of the universe uncovering and revealing to me things that are still sore spots for me. So I had gotten the braids removed and it was interesting because as soon as I looked at myself without this hair on my head, I started crying because in that moment I felt so naturally beautiful. Like I didn't need fake hair or fake eyelashes or to get my nails done, to get my pussy waxed, my eyebrows threaded, like all this shit. I subject myself to. Not because I necessarily want to, but because I feel like I have to do it to fit in or, you know, fit the societal mold. I felt like, Lauren, babe, look at yourself with your thin, fine, short hair. You are fucking gorgeous the way that you are. And I don't want to be with anyone anymore that makes me feel... Like the way I am right now, the way you are right now, as you are, without filters, without fillers. I don't want to keep choosing people that make me feel like I need that shit and I'm not enough. You're a whole as you are, without any of that crap, without the editing, without the facetune, and I'm guilty of it i do it i am a female in america or just a female in the 21st century where we don't like the way that we look if we don't have all this shit in our face on our face in our face you know we feel we need to conceal and hide our our true selves because we feel like that isn't good enough but it is and so i felt this huge weight off of my shoulders quite literally after I got my hair taken out it was so hard to sleep I don't know how y'all girls do it props to you because that shit is painful (laughs) and I left Athens and honestly I I was like fuck this trip I made the wrong choice who was I for believing in myself why did I think that I could do this I should have listened to everyone everyone's doubts telling me not to go are you sure you want to do this and I, I felt so disappointed because I'm like, damn, they were right. I can't do it. I'm not capable. I don't have the ability to support myself. I just felt very defeated. And then I left Athens and I came to Thessaloniki. Don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but I definitely like it a lot more here. <laughs> and I, I do know someone, I met up with my friend Stelios who I've had met in Mykonos And last night was interesting because I felt like another test was coming through. So I had booked an Airbnb in Thessaloniki because, you know, I figured I'd come pay him a visit while I'm in Greece. And he had said something along the lines of, oh, um, let me see your apartment. So as a woman... I was going to say as a girl, but, you know, I'm not a girl. I'm 30 years old. Um, I still feel like a girl, though. I still feel like I'm 18 on the inside. But he said, let me come see your apartment. so as a, you know, a woman, I I think, oh, he he just wants to fuck me. Because at least in in America, if a guy says, can I come over? They're going to try to sleep with you like nine out of ten times. (laughs) So I'm like, God damn it. I really didn't want to have sex with this person. One, because... My heart was still, you know, torn over Zan. And I didn't feel like looking at another man again because I was just so upset over the whole thing. And we didn't have a strong emotional connection. And I just, uh, it's hard for me to be sexually aroused and turned on physically if I don't have that, like, emotional intimacy with someone. So... I started examining my thoughts and what was going through my head. And I said, Lauren, just get out of the way. Just sleep with him. Give him what he wants. (laughs) And then I'm just like, Lauren, no. Like It's like the devil and the angel on your shoulder. I'm like, why? Why do you feel obligated to give your body to a man? And it could definitely have something to do with having a very extensive history of sexual violence and assault and rape and a lot of sexual trauma, feeling like my body's not mine, being very overly apologetic, people pleasing. And I noticed that part of myself, that scared part, that fearful part of myself that said, well, I feel bad to say no. And then I just, I, instead of judging and criticizing that part, like I shouldn't feel that way, lean into it. Ask yourself, what age is this thought? Where is this coming from? And what is the fear underneath? Well, if I say no, then, you know, men think I have nothing else to offer besides sex. So I'll lose love. I'll lose connection. I'll lose belonging. And those are three pretty authentic codes for me. If you're familiar with To Be Magnetic, they talk about your authentic code. I would definitely check out the expanded podcast. But love, connection, belonging, those are very core values of mine. And so sometimes I betray myself and abandon my own needs to give others what they want because I feel like that's what I need to do in order to sustain someone not leaving. But the thing is, my friends, would we want someone to be in our lives that only uses us to have their own needs met and doesn't give a shit about our own? Probably not. So it ended up me freaking out because I'm like, oh God, he's going to come over. And now I I have to have sex with someone and feel exploited and just, you know, objectified. And he ended up coming over and we did not (laughs) sleep together. Um, He actually, we went out and I had a great time. I had such a good night last night. I could cry because I really, really needed that because it had been such a hard week. And I just felt like giving up. (laughs) throwing in the towel and going home but honestly i'm not happy there either i thought oh my you know if i go back to america it's safe there it's familiar it's comfortable but it's not here yes i'm having challenges but here it's just so magnetic and expansive and inspiring creatively spiritually there's opportunities here for me to step up to the plate, the metaphoric plate. And at home, although I might, you know, feel like, okay, I'm familiar with my surroundings there. I know what to expect. Every day's the same. It follows you, my friends, wherever you go, there you are. And so I'm here now and I leave tomorrow to go to Paris so I'm interesting, interested in seeing what else will be revealed. This trip has been very eye-opening. It's been a lot. <laughs> there's been beautiful moments and there's been very hard moments and that's why I came here. And I, I said this in the last episode, but I'll say it again. In those times where you feel like you can't do it. Like, you don't want to do it anymore. You've had enough. You're done. Remember your why. What are you striving for? What are you aiming for? Because I don't want to give up yet. I think there's more. More to explore. More to discover. And I came on this trip to set my soul free. To grow my independence. And I am very proud of myself for being so brave because... Sometimes courage, it's not necessarily facing the fear, which does take courage, by the way, but it's staying in it when it would be easy to just bounce. Staying in the turmoil, not like staying in a toxic or an unhealthy dysfunctional relationship or something that threatens your safety, but I'm saying... In those moments where we feel like, fuck it, this is too hard. Remaining, leaning into it and reminding ourselves that we can do hard things. Like Glennon always says, um, her podcast is called We Can Do Hard Things. Definitely check that out too. Um, Yes, you can. But you can't give up on yourself. And it gets to be too much sometimes, I know that, but... We are resilient. We are strong. And you are made for this. That's what being a human is all about. I think. I don't I don't know. The older I get, the more I realize that I don't really know anything about anything. And that's okay. It's all necessary, it's all good. It doesn't always feel good. That's for sure. Is all part of the process and the journey. So I will keep y'all posted on where the next week leads me. And I'm gonna rip off the band-aid with Zan because our time has run out together. And I ask you where has your time run out? Whether it's at a job or where you live or with a friendship. Where are you just keeping that stagnation? And how can you move forward and unstuck yourself? Because a lot of times we're the ones that are keeping ourselves trapped in the cage. All right, my loves. Thank you for listening to this. And I needed this like, one-on-one therapy sesh with myself. <laughs> I actually have a virtual therapy appointment tomorrow, which is going to feel great. But... Hang in there. You got this. Maybe you don't got it right now, but we'll do it together. We are in this together. If you'd like to reach out to me and share your own stories, you can find me at Lauren M. Coletti on Instagram. I've been posting a lot of my travel vlog on there, along with some poems that I've been writing, which I feel are really um, resonant and amazing. So if you're you know, a poem nerd, you might be able to relate to some of the words that I write and feel a little inspo with my travel blog. I've been on TikTok and YouTube a lot more too, just kind of documenting this whole thing. Um, It's a little draining social media for me, but I'm just doing what I can and trusting that that's enough.